Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers, a Midlands-based podcast about the current beer scene in the UK. I'm Simon and I'm joined by Neil Hello. and Charles. And in this first episode, we'll be talking about our beer journeys and tasting some beers from Cloudwater and Northern Monk. So first up, we have got Cloudwater Small Vic Secret Pale, one of their new 2.9% small beer range. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at the can here, this is the second iteration of our new small beer series. It says, brewed to be refreshing and loving strength, yet full-bodied and boldly flavoured. So there you go. There we go. There's the spiel. So, what do we think? Well, aroma is insane. I mean, it's just like passion fruit and, yeah, just loads of fruit. It's not really small, is it, in terms of flavour and smell? It's Aroma-wise, it's big. I mean, looking at it, it is haze for days. I mean, that's almost mur- yeah. murky, yeah. cloud water-esque. Um, yeah, true to form. Let's give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a silly Cra- beer. Crazy flavour. Insane. I mean, it's worth... Cloud water, for me, just nailed it again this year. I know they've had a few people detracting what they've done, but... <clears throat> me? <laughs> one, one of them's in I, the room. I never <laughs> said that. <laughs> Just the, the hops, you know, like, like um, certain hops, maybe not. Yeah, oh, yeah. that, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't like every hop, can you? You can't like every hop. Um, but this is phenomenal for for the uh, ABV, isn't it? Really, it's got that. It's got amazing mouthfeel for the you know the ABV. The body is just there. It's yeah. You know, it's two point nine percent, but you, you could easily. Be forgiven for thinking that's a couple of notches higher than that. Yeah, yeah I think they're using the the sort of standard practice now for you know including wheat in in with the malts. You know, so to kind of give it that thicker body. So looking at the ingredients on it, so yeast, yeah, New England yeast, which they're using now, rather than some of the WLP um, JW Lee's yeah. strains, they've gone for New England yeast. Aroma hops, they've gone Vic Secret, Mosaic Citra, and Citra BBC. So good combination of hops there, but I think yeah, that's a pretty pretty decent little selection of hops. Hmm. What sort of BBC malarkey about? Obviously not the British Broadcasting Corporation. No. Um, so no. it's a licensed payers uh, hop uh, being used here. Um, <laughs> I've, I've not really heard of it before. These guys have been used in it. Yeah, but, um, that's first time. First time I've no, Cloudwater. They've done a few dipper series with double IPAs. Well, not dipper. Yep. Double IPA series, they've been using the, the BBC uh, standard okay. hops, but I don't... There's actually going there's, on there's, there's a lot of acronyms out at the moment. We've only just got used to the whole DDH. DDH, yeah. BBC, yeah. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, I need a little little guide to all of these things. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, well, there's confusion about... I've seen from people, but what NW? Is it Northwest? Is it New World? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of... Uh, that kind of thing, really. So this is the BBC. I've just googled it. BBC yeah. Hop Palette is a hop product added to the kettles of the world pool for dry hopping to provide hop flavour. Uh, developed in collaboration with Boston Beer Company. Ah, hence the BBC. I see. Acronym, but yeah. Um, so it's in pellet form. It's pelletized. Yeah, mm. cylindrical pellets. Mm. So sounds presumably like presumably 
Pellets. It's good as a pellets. It sort of reminds you a bit of droppings, really, doesn't it? You know. It's, I, love, uh, I love my beer with pellets in it. Yeah. Yeah. Pellets over cones for me. Yeah. Yeah. Brewer, home brewer. So what, why is that? Is that because it's more um, concentrated, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's that. Um, I think they're better for dry hopping, uh, but I mean it's whatever you, whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, that is, um, to use a cliche, pretty smashable, isn't it? That's it's actually smashable, crushable, gluggable. Yep, allable. <laughs> All of the aboveable. Everything about it, yeah. Did, did they do a range about, what, four and a half percent relatively recently? Uh, back in the summer, there was about a 3.4 percent kind of pale ale that I had. Right. As part of the summer range. I'm sure they've done a big secret in that sort of yeah. ABV. It's, it's just well, super the, hard to keep track of everything. That's well, the happens, story, really. the little story behind the, the reason why they've called it small beer, as in small, big secret, they mm. basically came out and said they didn't want to step on the colonel's feet mm. by calling it a table beer, which I think is a good, uh, nice sort of touch from yeah. Babel, really, to acknowledge that, that the colonel have smashed out table beers for a while now. And Although they haven't trademarked uh, table beer, but no, I think in the modern beer world, everybody associates that phrase with the Colonel one because it's been a, a constant in their range, hasn't it? The, mm. the table beer. But for me, I'm, I'm this is the second second iteration of this style. Obviously, the first one was the mosaic one, which we weren't able to get hold of because of demand. Yeah. But yeah, um, I have. I think we all have I've had, had that. I've had it. Yeah. I haven't had that. I one. think this is better than that. Actually. I think this has got a, a deeper similar. aroma to it. Yeah, the um, aroma. I wouldn't say it's. Much, I mean, it's sort of there. It's, it's incredible. I think it's just maybe a, a tiny bit more amplified on flavour. Yeah. And aroma. So. Yeah, it's. Um, isn't it? It's it's incredible, and it. I think we were talking a little bit, you know, last week about hmm. um, saying how when you know brewing low ABV beers is is there's nowhere to hide. Exactly. So you can't yeah. Hide behind you know alcohol volume. It's just it's any flaws are just going to be shown up. I just find it incredible how they can get that flavour at that level. Because I've had some before, the quippers. That, yeah. That, sorry. Explain what quippers <laughs> What does the Q stand for again? Quarter. Quarter. quarter, quarter oh, yes. Um, so that was Siren. Siren did Siren it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, quarter which, IPA. Which were fine. And they're, again, smashable again. But the, the intense flavours you get. They didn't capture the same no, intensity I, as this. Um, I mean, obviously it's going to be massive late hop additions, dry hopping. I think what was it? I think it was twelve grams a litre of dry hop. I mean, that's. I mean, whilst that's not well, that's probably half of what they do with the dippers, it's still mm. a hell of a lot of mm. hopping um, for a beer of this style. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's definitely one of those that you'd want to keep some in the fridge, isn't it? Really, I would not last long in my yeah. fridge. Uh, <laughs> it's not lasted long at the moment. Well, no, I mean that mine's nearly gone. Um, yeah, it's slowly. Dissipated. Hmm. It certainly nice. beats my last beer, which was a pat the beer, a macro lager of a Spanish variety, which <laughs> was a commiserations. Sorry, Spanish name, uh, maybe not Spanish variety, but well, that's, yeah, I'm just thinking about the, the previous one was a big secret Waiti. That was back in um, back in May. That was right. When I last had that. Right. So obviously, uh, this is our first show, um, and so it's probably beneficial to kind of just run through. Our beery journeys, really, which you know, for some of us have been longer than the others. Um, certainly, mine has um, <laughs> been an old git. Um, so, I don't know who wants to go first. Who wants to? Who wants to tell their story? 
Or you're sure. on here, I can see you're, you're ready to tell the world. Well, it's interesting getting into craft beer now, because it's probably only been about, I don't know, two, almost two years, probably, just yeah. for craft. Mm. Uh, and I've been racking my brains trying to think what the first, well, there was this whole thing when I first got into it, what is a craft beer? Um, ah, still an answer. That was, uh, exactly. There's yeah. no definition. Really. So I'm not entirely sure when I transitioned from the traditional style over, because mm. um, there's some great Brewers locally, I, would, I tended to be drinking those when I'd go out. It would be purity. So were you, were you traditionally real ale? Or? Not initially, no. It no. took me a while to get around to it. I only actually got into real ale when I first moved here. So um, I was uh, lager. I was lager. Probably like most people. I was yeah. Carling and Stella. Yeah. Until I moved to Warwick back in 2001. And um, we found a real ale pub for lunch that we used to go to from work. And we discovered uh, things like... RCH, Pitchfork, and Church End, yeah. and we were drinking, we were drinking those from about two thousand three. Is when I did the switch from lagers to to real ales and stuck with that for a long time. Yeah. Did you find the transition hard? Did you find it uh, quite a different sort of thing, or it was like falling off a log? No, it was it was, it was better because you had I mean, the, once you've moved from that those those <laughs> those. those Supermarket lagers onto yeah. onto real ale, where you're getting flavour which you don't normally get in Ooh. these. The uh, it tastes of something. Yeah. yeah, it does. It, it does taste of something. Uh, and you can low ABVs as well. I mean, uh, Hobson's another one. I mean, Hobson's Mild was probably the, the first one where I thought that's my beer. Mm. So if that was on, that's what you always had. Or Twisted Spire was another one by them. Yeah, still still out and about. Like yeah, yeah. And if I see it now. Well, so I'll, what was the first of the new wave of? Again, use that C word craft, but well, I had, um, the... I had a dabble with uh, things like Estrella locally as well until the price kept on going up and up and up. And I'm thinking, I'm not paying nearly five quid a pint, but that was that was a factor. Yeah. Um, but going into the local craft beer shop here in Warwick, Warwick Real Ale, mm. um, probably something like Juice Box actually, mm. or maybe or, or a Juice Box, yeah, yeah, or maybe a Club Tropicana from time to something like that. Where it's one of those things where somebody probably handed it to me and said. You've probably never tried this. Have a go at this. I suppose with club, it's so the first batch was so amplified, you know, really intensely fruity that I suppose if you're, you know, real ale drinker, that's going to pique your interest. Um, Definitely, yeah. With the flavour. Well, I had a, about a ten-year dabble with wine prior to this as well, so I, I mostly drank wine and then gin for a bit mm-hmm. um, until discovering craft, and then there's just no turning back because there's a massive world of it out there. It's incredible just how many different. Hops, how many different flavours? Combinations. Yeah, right. it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's just the variety is 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 crazy, you know. Um, and I'm one of those people where I want to try everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've seen you on time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. check them in. Yeah. So oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, and here you are in craft world. Oh, I said the c word again. Stop um, swearing. Yeah. Edit that out. But the other uh, c word, Carly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, well, I said that. Really. Should have said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. Well, for me, obviously, it was uh, quite a long time ago. Um, basically, usual sort of thing, though. You start drinking and you tend to just be drinking lager because it, it tends to be available. Predominant. It's, it's available. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fizzy. Slightly fizzy. In, in this neck of the woods. Um, back then, the, mainly I was drinking Heineken because it was in a lot of what was then Whitbread pubs at the time. Mm. Um, occasionally, Stella, I think, was was around then. Mm. Um, but then, 
I kind of, you, you would see the bitter, you'd see the hand pumps, you'd sort of think, well, what about that stuff there? Seems to be a bit cheaper than lager. You know, as a, as a kind of teenager at the time, these things were important. But it's going, oh, well, that's a bit cheaper. So I used to go and play pool in a in a, um, a pub with some mates in Leamington called Star and Garter. It's still, still there, actually, but it's quite a different sort of place now. But it used to have a pool table. And so I used to go there quite a lot. And... Um, I'd always be drinking the lager, and then one time I just thought, do you know what? I'll try the bitter, and it was a Marston's pub, mm. and there was a, there was a beer on at the time called it wasn't Pedigree, it was like sub Pedigree, it was their cheapest <laughs> bitter called um, Marston's Burton Bitter, and I tried a half of that just to try it, and I just thought, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> what the? How can people drink this? Yeah. This is awful. And my next drink after that was straight back to the lager for quite some time, and then I actually probably within a year or so later I went to um, a little pub out at a little village called Napton um, halfway between what's it Leamington and Daventry and um, they had a beer on called Eindkoop Burton Ale it was brewed in Burton on Trent and it was a pale ale and I don't remember there being that many sort of pale ales around in the real ale world back then it was mainly the kind of more brownie kind mm. of sort of stuff so for whatever reason so, I don't know I tried it and I was just blown away because there was a sweetness to it. So was it an English hops pale or was it an American hops? I've done some research. I can't find out what the hops were in it. Um, it would, but back then we're talking like early nineties. It would have been um, almost certainly English hops. It was yeah. brewed in Burton on Trent. I can't imagine they'd have got any New World hops back then. So it, it, at least it, the water profile would have been good. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was just like amplified compared to anything I'd had before. And from that, it was like my gateway real ale beer. And then I never drank lager again after that. Really, you know. And I, I basically um, then sort of picked up the camera good beer guide and was indoctrinated into the camera ways never joined camera um but um but i i kind of like started to read up on that and it's i mean they're, they're a little bit fundamentalist in some ways you know it's our evil keg all of that sort of stuff so yeah i i started drinking real ale and pretty much i've been drinking real ale for years and years until oh it's them guys brew dog must have been about 2011 something like that mm. and um you started to spot bottles of punk ipa in sainsbury's places like that so pick a bottle up their original branding and you start reading it and it says it's quite an obnoxious kind of label on there we don't care if you don't like this beer i think was the original uh wording on on punk ipa at the time yeah. and i put it back down again but then another time i think i must have picked it up and tried it and it was like yeah, I really quite like this. And this was just around the time that um, Equity for Punks 2 crowdfunding had just kicked off. And something just piqued my interest. And I was checking them out on the internet and all that sort of thing. It was around the time they were opening, I think, a first bar in Aberdeen. And at that time, I didn't know too much about them. And uh, the more I read, the more I thought, oh, you don't do any real ale then? Because at the time, I just thought, well, that's the bottled product. I've tried the bottled product, but it must be on a hand pump somewhere if they're opening their own bar. Um, which, of course, they'd just about finished doing cask beer at that time and were waving goodbye to it. Um, so I was a bit like, hmm, not so bothered there. But anyway, went up to Glasgow on holiday. Some friends of ours said, um, oh, come and meet us at the Brewdog. Went to, went to the bar there, tried several beers, was really bowled over by the staff 
and they were like, oh, you, you want to try this? You want to try that? I, I'd not been used to anything like that in a pub at all before. You know, um, credit to Brewdog, their, their staff were trained up fantastically. And it, you, you really kind of bought in. I was like, right, I'm definitely buying some shares now. I'm really into this whole kind of thing. Because you, were you second wave? Though? Yeah, EFP2, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. So, so you're, you're buying the drinks tonight then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't sell my shares. I no, can't, you know. I can't realise my investment. Um, maybe one day. So, yeah, pretty much after that, um, you get into social media and you see the amount of coverage of craft beer on social media and stuff, and you, you're down the rabbit hole then. You're pretty much, you know, into you everything. So that's pretty much my journey. And it's interesting, it's difficult to go back <clears throat> the other way now, isn't it, I find? <coughs> yes, it is. Having said that, I have drunk some cask beer. Um, you know, I've had, a cu- I've had a couple of really good pints, but I, d- I don't drink that much cask beer anymore, to be quite honest, mm. because I find a lot of it to be poorly kept, certainly around some places. That's, around that there. is the challenge there for, for cask brewers, the number one challenge, isn't it? Yeah. You, know, you can spend however much you want on quality ingredients, quality products, nail down the processes and put out good casks only for publicans, landlords, landladies, whatever, not serving it correctly and keeping it. And it ends up with the, the, the drinker going, well, I'm not drinking that again. Exactly, and they blame the brewery. Yeah, they're they're like, I'm, not, I'm not having this anymore. And something that really summed this up was an interview with, I think it's the head brewer from Four Pure recently, who basically said, yeah, we, we don't really do cask beer anymore because I'm only in control of two-thirds of the process. The final third is sellermanship. And so it's not my fault if it if it messes well, up I mean, in the final third, uh, but they will get the blame for it undoubtedly. I mean, the brewery that we're drinking now. I mean, famously they pulled they pulled out the cast market. It was the big news in January, wasn't it? That they pulled yeah. out the cast market. I don't think it was. I mean, it was for, I think it was quite for quite a few factors, but mm. uh, I'm sure the you know the, the way the casts were kept was was an issue, um, definitely. I think it was that, and also the uh, and this 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 is the kind of profitability uh, of profitability kind yeah. of thing of it really. You know, the prices that they had to charge for the heavily hopped cask beer s- made it stand out a mile, I think, from whatever else was was available at the time. And um, yeah, people weren't but, too happy about that. But your average drinker that goes into pubs are expecting to pay. They go into the Weatherspoons and see it pint for two pound forty nine. They expect that everywhere. So yeah, and it's just not sustainable. Um, nah, so the levels of cloud were hopping, or still are hopping. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where where I am now. It's it's been a long journey, but um, rewarding. Rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. This is it. This is it. So there you go. Cool. What about you? I'll keep mine re- relatively brief. I mean, m- much like anybody, any beer drinker, started off... Lager? Know, lager, oh. maybe, <laughs> yeah. Surprise. So yeah. From the legal age of 18. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, never had an underage pint. Um, yeah, started having a few different lagers and then got into the real ale side, um, started tr- wanting to try new new brews. Um, I don't think anything really stood out for me. It was just, mm. it was just trying something that wasn't... A, you know, generic lager. Um, went to university again. Had a student union bar. You, you typically had, you know, a couple of standard lagers and a couple of bitters, and yeah. I'd always have the one of the bitters. Um, came out of uni, I probably lost my interest a little bit in real ale, and kind of went back to the lagers for, mm. for a long time. Um, probably up until probably only two or three years ago, really. Right. Yeah. Where I came. Well, actually, maybe a little bit longer ago when I 
picked up a bottle of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale ah. in, in Tesco's, I think it was, yeah. and just blew me away. It was just an incredible beer, still is. And even back then, it was to look at back at it and all this sort of push for freshness. I mean, those early bottles probably were, you know, had probably close to 12 months on them, but they were yeah. still standing out for me just because of the flavour. And What made you go for that? You just thought this looks interesting. Yeah, again, just the whole kind of, for me, what's out there, what's different, what's new. You were getting sick of the lager. You were searching for something. I think maybe something. back then they would have been quite small bottles compared to everybody yeah. else back then was yeah, probably doing true. 500ml bottles. So it stood out, wasn't it? It did stand out. I had in the, sort yeah. of the, the label and everything. Mm. And it was American and it was like, wow, you know, it's taste of pine, it tastes of grapefruit, it tastes of citrus, it's it's that is popping out and mm. it's yeah, and I kind of had to look back from then really. Well it's interesting because you hearing you both talk has made me think about uh, another sort of gateway beer I probably had in Cheltenham about three or four years ago is Wiper and Truth. Um, right. I forget which one it was, one with the elephant on top of it. And, yeah. Um right. I just had that in a restaurant. Yeah. But a friend of mine said, You have to try this. Yeah. Um, well even, yeah. I mean, even, I mean, go back to sort of Brewdog, but even going back and trying early punk and or early-ish punk and dead mm. piney and those stood out as well. Yes, I never tried those because I, mean, I probably had a similar reaction to you when I saw them in the supermarket. I used to see them at Sainsbury's down yeah, here yeah. and just go, yeah, it just looks too trendy. Then, too trendy. Right? Yeah. Back then they were all, all, all bottles. Labelling was a little bit more. It was very distinctive back then. Mm. It, was, it really stood was it out. More punk. It was definitely more <laughs> punk. Yeah. yeah, more punk. Um, I always, so, I always yeah. distrust things like that initially when I see them being popular and just think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's an That's element, I understand, yeah, an element of like, I don't want to, be- there's some hype here. Yeah. Do I trust the hype? Mm. You know, it's like with music, there's bands that are really, really hyped, and you just think, oh, I'm not going to listen to that because it's hyped. Years later, you go, oh, I missed the trick there. I should have been listening to them years ago. It's this, uh, you know, I should have been drinking that beer years ago, but uh, just everybody was talking about it. And, and, and another beer for me, I think, that really, really got me sort of bitten as it were by the craft sorry craft bug was neck oil by yeah Beaver Town. early neck yeah neck oil from a year or two ago maybe a little mm. bit more again that's an early one for me was um neck oil and gamma ray just having just those uh, really standing out for me at the time yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like that kind of as you said earlier sort of that sort of wow what else is out there and yeah. of course you, your yeah. interest is already peaked and well, certainly by those can designs as well. Although, you know, I guess maybe when you'd started drinking sort of gamma ray and stuff, it was probably still, I, I was certainly drinking it when Did you it had the old the, bottle. Yeah, in the old bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the designs were vastly different then. But they had a lot of, I think they had a lot of issues, didn't they, with some of the early bottle batches. And I think they... Yeah, I mean, they were, doing, they were doing it as bottle conditioning back then. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've come on. The can is so much more consistent now. Yeah. Um, but again, well, that's probably showing how far we've moved moved along. Is that you look back at a gamma or a neck or we look at it now alongside what we're drinking and what we have been drinking, and is it our palates have shifted on, or is it the beer is stagnated? And I, I don't I don't think the beer is stagnated as such. I think perhaps we've just. I think that's one of the key things about this on. about this whole thing, isn't it? Where there's so many different styles, and they keep on want to the the brewers themselves want to ch- they just challenge themselves, don't they? Yeah. They're they're as keen as we are. Yeah. Yeah, they know that, that, that... It depends what percentage of their beer that they're selling is to beer geeks and what percentage they're selling is to the on-trade of people that are just going to drink the same again and again and again sort of thing. But if the beer geek aspect <coughs> of what they're shifting is always demanding something new, then, yeah, absolutely, they're like, we've got to come up with something new well, because, you know, people want it. I mean, that's why, I mean, Cloudwater... I mean, again, I think people... 
I think it's a typical thing with, with the UK is that we like to knock successful things down. I mean, it happens in the newspaper, it happens in the media. Yeah. Build something up, build something yeah, up, yeah. and then knock it down. Yep. And I, I don't know, I think we've seen a little bit of that this year with Cloudwater. I think people, I don't know, people have liked to knock them a little bit. Um, but I think, I think they pushed it. Well, I think they had a wobble for some of the stuff that's coming out. I just thought, well, it's not as good as Maybe what you did last year. Yeah. But then, towards the latter half. But then they just year. bring another release out, like that one, for example, it just blows you away. Well, so. troubles, things like that. I mean, yeah. good God, I know it's a collab, but bloody hell. I think, I think considering how long they've been going, which is what, is it two or three years now or something? I think it's the, is it the bir- their birthday's in January, I think? Yes, I think it must be the, I think it's the third or something. Obviously. But they're still relatively small in terms of their setup and stuff like that. Their yeah. output isn't huge. No. Um, well, I don't think we're going to be seeing Cloudwater Pale Ale in any supermarkets anytime soon. No. Um, no. no. But their stuff was turned up in a pub in Leamington back in the summer. You know, and that that's a shocker because well, there was there was the session beer on at the <laughs> the drawing board, wasn't it? The what Moln was on. Moln. Yeah. Oh right, right, yeah. And that's great. <laughs> I thought yeah, that. I ran out when I got oh. there last night. Ah, <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, so, so no, you know, it's that. it's getting out there and stuff. But yeah, I think in terms of their overall output, they're dwarfed by your, your Beaver Towns and, and yeah. stuff like that. But, they're, yeah, but going right. back to what we're saying about their style, is that their their huge percentage of their output is still hoppy beers. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the second beer. So, what have we got here then? This is Northern Monk, the Patrons Project 903 IPA, 7.3%. Vic's Secret Citra Enigma Denali, and it's one of the Northern Heroes range. Don't look Batarang in anger. Fantastic. Sounds mm. great. This this range, I just, I mean, Northern Monk are absolutely outstanding. The quality of the beers, I think it, I mean, the artwork, the and branding, everything. the artwork, the wraparound label, it's fantastic as a concept. Yeah. I don't think I've had it. I can't remember having a bad Patrons Project beer. Maybe there's one that I haven't liked as much, but they've all been at such a high level. Yeah, there was one that I thought was okay, but all the rest of them I've just been blown away by, quite frankly. Sorry, Sam, I think you've got a bit of, bit of the bottom murk on that one. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> whoa. God. that's somewhat murky at the, at the bottom. It is. It's almost it's a totally that different is. colour, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, oh. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's... that's, that's the aroma is, um, it's all the fruit, isn't it? It's its like apricot. Yep. Bit of apricot. Yeah. It's... Oh, God. Bit of straw, bit of grapefruit, maybe. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and yet, that's got a tang to it. Mm-hmm. Quite a sweet, smooth... It's got, it's got a sweet... Yeah, tooth. I've got a sweet tooth, tooth and I'm, I'm liking the sweetness to this. That was unexpected from the smell. Lovely rounded finish. It's not it's not rasclingly bitter, but it's it has got a bit of a bite at the end, but not it's not a very long finish on it. God. I can't think when I last had an apricot, but I'm getting the real So what were the hops in that one, Neil? Did you I'm sure you mentioned <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was um oh, it's Lord. Uh, Big Secret, Citra, Enigma and Denali. Ooh, okay. Enigma in there, which Enigma. I'm not a fan of. No. I'm actually not really getting that much Enigma on it. Really? I don't know it's with Denali. I've only ever had a couple of beers with Denali hops in. Um, but did you, did you ever try that Magic Rock one? I think it was called De- Demonali or something. Yes, I did. No, I I that was with that lemon was, drop hops and That was Denali. gorgeous. I had that at the yeah. tap room. That was really nice. That was, yeah. 
Again, shout out to Magic Rock. Oh, one of the best again. One of my faves this year. And what a stunning tap room that is up in Huddersfield as well. It's, it's a, it is a fantastic space, and I've not. I mean, have you, have any of you guys done the American sort of tap room thing or? No, no, no. Because I reckon that I reckon that must be as close as you can get to mm. what, what's happening in America, really. Well, this is a beer that is nowhere near as as bitter as the Gallagher brothers that are depicted <laughs> on the label. Hey, they've, they've made up. They've patched things up apparently. Really? According to well, according to uh, Liam, did, did, which is not reliable source. Did, no. Did Northern Monk help with this beer, perhaps? Did they send them a couple of cases each? Oh, uh, to get them to patch things up. Oh, probably, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, so our kids were on a beer can. <laughs> this is a collab with uh, Track. It's Track and Northern Monk. Um, just seeing the logo on the label there. Track um, are. Also, well, Manchester-based. Oh, yep. That. So, again, for me, track. I know uh, that we've been mentioning on another well-known podcast, but track Sonoma is as a cast beer is right up there. Yeah. If you ever have that, Never it's a lot of people's favourite beer of, of the year in uh, their golden pints so far. Obviously, we're at the end of the year now, so there's a lot of that sort of stuff being published on blogs and stuff. And um, I, got, yes. I got to try that fresh on cask at Bundabust. Mm. Right. So with my sort of bowl of okra fries yep. and whatever, lentil curry, had a nice half of that. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But what have all these breweries got in common? They're all up north, aren't they? Yes. They the are. northern powerhouse. You know, that's 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 where it's happening, isn't it? You know what? That's what George Osborne wanted, wasn't it? The northern powerhouse. <laughs> but he's got it in beer. In beer, yeah. yeah. We've obviously massively jumped up in ABV. What what are we up to on that? Seven three, I think it's called. Seven three. Seven point three. Yeah. yeah. It's not a million miles away from a double. I mean, it's in terms of ABV. But and mm. it's got that, not exactly thickness, but the mouth. The coating. The co- so yeah. you've got a bit of coating. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. It's quite it's quite thick, isn't it's it? Got um, I mean, Simon Reed really did get the, the bottom of that can. Swamp water. Do you want to top up with uh, with that? Top up with, with clean beer, and we'll we'll, we'll go Merc. I'm I'm going to do a blend here. Live, live blending. Um, there we go. That's but colour-wise, it's quite, quite a almost an orangey brown. It's quite yeah, I've judged the colour by yours rather than mine. Um, Gold. Golden. Golden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without being half, half a quarter fingernail of off yeah. white. <laughs> but so it's a murky golden, isn't it? It's not exactly <laughs> like a, a golden ale. <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, there's barely any head sticking around for the ride on that bad boy. Hmm. Probably. What's the st- I mean? What's the the background story on the beer? Every reason I've heard. So our good friends Trap Brewing from Manchester came over to Leeds to play and continue our series of IPAs celebrating all heroes. Aim was a massively drinkable beer. beer. Yep, huge body. Yep, huge lines of malted rye flakes and an American yeast strain full of peach and stone fruit esters to support a hot bill designed to elicit tropical fruit flavours. The international star ray of hops bring a palette of pineapple, peach and citrus designed to give you a beer that's the hero you deserve. Even if it's not the one you always need. Ah, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice little nod there. Yeah. To a great band. But once again, you know, it's one of these things where if you if you go, do you know what, this is an amazing beer, what's the chances of you having this again in a couple of months' time? It's 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 that whole thing, isn't it, really? it's You're not going to be able to track it down in a, in a couple of months' time. Is that part of the ethos of these patrons' project? Where well, once, it's, it's, once it's done, it's done? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's an ever-evolving series. Um, so obviously there was... A, and the other one I think they did was the Striding Edge. Did you ever try that one? The Light IPA. 
And again, along the lines of small beer, you know, three pint it was about three percent, huge oh, yeah. amounts of flavour. Um, I suppose that's part of it as well. I'm well, sure they rebrewed that because I did manage to get that mm. somewhere else. With and this the Grove being... even had it on cask, which was really, really? interesting to try. Right. That style of beer in a, in a cask format. Once again, I don't know what their cask output is, but uh, it's probably not a lot, and it's probably kept local because obviously you, you wouldn't find it around here. Um, we'll, we'll get onto that later. Actually, talking about what the local scene or lack of it is is like, but yeah, um, I, th- I suspect they, they do a small amount of cask, do they? Um, I, I don't know their output, yeah. but I mean, it's the, you have to you do have to search pretty hard to find them. Certainly in our sort of area, but. Yeah, um, well, yeah. I've been ordering direct from them now, <laughs> from Northern Monk, which is I mean, yeah. very, very handy. So they've only just opened that web shop, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, but that's yeah. been pretty good. Because there were a few there that I couldn't get locally, but I, I did get from them. And then another delivery dropped by our local shop yeah. the, the other day. <laughs> oh no. Which, yeah. But I think with these numbers, I can think... Okay, I've had 502. Have I had 501? When did I miss 501? When did that come uh, out? You, you, you know? You're developing what's called the FOMO syndrome. <laughs> yes. That? Which is fear of missing out. Yep. And I did miss 501. That was the striding edge. I missed it. Didn't have it. Ah, that's, that's good old-fashioned FOMO. God yeah. damn. Yeah, fight the FOMO. <laughs> no, was it what they came up with? No mo FOMO. No <laughs> yeah. more FOMO. Yeah. But, um... Hmm... Yeah, really, really rating this beer. It's oh, this is superb. To yeah. be honest, like you're saying, down too easily for yeah. seven point whatever percent. Four. Yeah, it's um, they're not put a foot wrong really for me. Um, I think if there's anything I don't like of theirs, it's because I don't particularly like the style. Like I think they may have done some kind of they've done some um, hoppy lagers. Exactly that, um, which is not a big thing for me. Um, GBH lager. Uh, so yeah, not too into that really. But I mean, their dark beers at the moment are just insanely good. And I think what what is really standing out in terms of Northern Monk and what they're doing is they've got this ever-evolving series of beers, but they've also got a really solid core range. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is consistently good. I mean, you've got, like, Eternal, the Session IPA. You've got the New World IPA. You know, these, yeah, they're still... And they're readily available. I mean, so you'd have those to go down are, to... Those are the pair that are in Morrison's, aren't they? They're in Morrison's. Yeah. They might be in a four-pack, and they might just be about affordable. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You've got all the merch. That is just like milkshake at the bottom. Yeah, it really is. If you want to watch out, it'll bring all the boys to the yard. Do they, <laughs> do they say on the can, please shake before before pouring? Or does it say pour carefully? This says pour liberally. Yeah, okay. Into any open vessel. Quaff liberally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, uh, it shouldn't be quaffable <laughs> for a seven, you know, for the ABV, but it really is. Well, it tricks good. you into thinking that it is. It's one yeah. of those dangerous beers where you just think, oh, yeah, this is all right. Well, it is sessionable after all the cloud water version numbers at nine percent consistently and then um, when you drop down to seven you go oh this is, this is we good. have gone from 2.9 yeah <laughs> that's true it's 7.4 yeah. is getting it mixed up i mean that is literally just orange smoothie milkshake with yeah. apricots and yeah oh, well i'm looking forward to going up to leeds next year so that'll be yeah so hop city's not that far away now mm-hmm. um so starting to look ahead to when's that that march yeah. That yeah. is March, yeah. 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 Um fantastic sort of obviously hop driven obviously the name suggests hop driven uh, fest, uh, beer fest, yeah. So all the hops. All the hops. Mm. Probably not much good for Vicky though. 
No, no, my other half probably wouldn't appreciate a extremely hoppy only. Your beer other pest. half wouldn't appreciate other half. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's okay. Maybe go to Dark City next year. Um, yeah, I'm out on that one. Sounds a bit dangerous from from uh, what it was like uh, this year. With well, Dark City for me came at a bit of a strange time because it was just it wasn't that long after Indie Man, was it? Wasn't yeah. it? Sorry. Obviously, that was a quite an expensive day. <laughs> Hazy day. Yeah. <laughs> all so. the waterfall. Yeah. Day of waterfall. All the all the siren violent yeah. things. <laughs> that was a brilliant that was a brilliant festival though. Yeah. First time I've been actually. Yeah. My first time. First time you've been. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't been at all yet. But we'll move swiftly on from festivals well, that anyway. I've not been to. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna give this a rating sort of or not. Yeah. Um, um, if I was checking this on an untapped, I think this would definitely be a four. It's for me, yeah, I agree. I think it's a, between a four and a four point two five or whatever. Lock it up give a bit it. for yourself then. Um, yeah, I think very, it's very, very the key thing is drinkability, and for a beer of its ABV, it's it's well balanced and super drinkable, isn't it? Yeah, really? Super drinkable. But that's right. That's exactly the kind of thing I like. That sort of ticks all the boxes for me. Mm. Mm. But then I get accused of liking just about everything. So I'm sure we can find you something we don't <laughs> like. Well, well, probably not. Not tonight, anyway. <laughs> well, we'll see. With but you did give a good rating the other day to a cask beer, didn't you? The, uh, one was that? Down at the local. That was the um, the Hobson's Plum Porter, wasn't it? No, it was yeah. a pale, hoppy pale. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was surprisingly good. So what? Where are we talking a little bit about cask beer and you know, perhaps it's not. A, Number one chosen style um, because of the proliferation of keg and you know, that kind of elevates for me a lot of beers. But what what kind of made that beer stand out in that format? It just it was a flavour. It was a flavour. As soon as I had a sip, it was just beautiful. I mean, could, could you tell it was you know well kept, good condition? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Where, whereabouts was this? You, you had that? Uh, the fat pug, actually. Ah, oh, right, right. Yeah. In Leamington, up the top there. Yeah. Oh, um, some good cask beer around locally um, but I think the problem that I find is that you tend to just see the same stuff over and over again um, and I'm sure it's probably the same in, in other areas really you know that um, there, there is a sort of a heavy presence around here for example with, with Purity and they make some great beers but when you just see them absolutely everywhere you, if, if you're kind of into beer like we are you're just like oh those again I was looking to try something different, you know? Well, I, I um, thought that. I went to uh, the White Horse in Leamington and I was yeah. kind of disappointed with the, the stuff that was on there. Yeah. Um, but I think the one you were on about might have been the, the Slaughterhouse one, the Pale Hoppy one, it was called. Well, okay. I, had, I had two of those. So, so we sort of made a swift segue onto the local scene, or we... Yes, well, yeah, we Sorry. can talk about <laughs> the local scene for sure. You know, uh, um, I mean, when we talk local... I guess we're pretty much talking about South Warwickshire and Warwick, where we are, Leamington, which is obviously just a stone's throw away. So you're, you're, you're Leamington or Warwick? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I live Warwick. in Warwick. Yeah. yeah, you're Warwick and I'm yeah. close to Warwick-ish. Yeah, um, so pretty much, you know, we're, you're looking on, Leamington and Warwick are pretty much towns that are almost connected these days, aren't they? With yeah. suburban yeah. sprawl and all that. And, and to be honest, in terms of, if you're looking for craft beer, 
it's pretty thin on the ground. Well, basically, as it stands at the moment, there's, there's a great micro pub called the Old Post Office, um, which has now finally got a, a keg line on, uh, which is, is pretty decent, and their cask stuff is kept incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one place locally. The gra- gravity dispenser is normally on It's the all cask. gravity. Uh, yeah. All bar about two, isn't it, is gravity yeah. dispenser for their cask beer. Um, and then you've got the uh, the Zetland Arms, uh, another pub in the town centre that has. And they've dabbled a little bit with the old keg line, and they again, tend to, yeah, yeah they've they had a couple of uh, tiny of, rebel beers rebel, on. Yeah. Um, they had Club Tropicana in the other day. Um, they've had Foo Bar on, so you know they've they've had some what you would term craft beer on. Um, you've got Punk IPA on at the Tilted Wig in the Market Square. Which seems to be a permanent. About ten quid a pint. <coughs> Quite possibly, yeah. Um, and they've got some bottles in there, sort of Sierra Nevada. I've seen in there. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's that. I know there's the Globe Hotel just off the Market Square. Tends to have Sierra Nevada Pale Ale on on tap as well, which is pretty good. Okay. But you know that aside, in Warwick itself, everything else is pretty much wall to wall kind of Marston's pedigree. Uh, doom bar purity uh, purity, <laughs> purity and, and um, some slaughterhouse brews um, probably the best real mm. ale pub well debatable between that and the old post office in Warwick is a place called the Wild Boar which I think is currently Cameras local pub of the year on site brewery um, slaughterhouse are on site micro brewery slaughterhouse are a local Warwick brewery who, who brew some stuff in the Wild Boar itself but they've got their main site elsewhere in town where, where they brew the majority of their beer but their output isn't massive is it you, you, you sort of see it in the pubs around here yeah. but any further outside of say South Warwickshire you don't really see their stuff that I've noticed but then we've missed we've missed off the place where well we've, we've, yeah, we'd be brought together Warwick Real Ale Warwick Real Ale obviously is a bottle shop yeah it's, it's, it's a bottle shop it's a tasting room you can taste some of the keg beer on tap that, that's yeah, right and, and to be quite honest it's been a bit of a lifeline um, you know, if, if you go in there and get growler fills, Grouper they've got four keg lines on. Uh, fourth tap uh, tends to have a higher ABV beer on. Um, they the change the special tap. The special <laughs> tap, yeah. Um, and uh, great bottle selection. Um, so, yeah, that's that's um, and business is doing incredibly well. So, so shout, shout out to Sean and Molly, obviously. Mm, absolutely, at Warwick Relay. Yep, worth who, checking out. They've been rushed off their feet the last couple of weeks. Yep. Because Christmas. And that's, that's, that's mostly me buying all the new stuff they've brought in. Yeah. Emptying all kegs. <laughs> yeah. um, and then if you kind of go over to Leamington, um, the kind of good places that, that go-to places for me, it's pretty much the White Horse at the top of town, is, tends to have three or four, cra- four, three or four three craft four, taps, cake yeah, taps. Yeah. Um, cut, sometimes you get Jaipur on cask or... Yeah, um, they tend to have uh, some Sierra Nevada stuff on there. They did a Sierra Nevada tap takeover uh, in the summer. And then another place that's really kind of come, come into its own in the last few months has been a place called The Drawing Board in Leamington, which is pretty much, I'd describe it as a gastro pub, mm. but they really sort of picked up the baton of, of, of craft beer. Um, Fill in the fridges. Yep. Good selection of keg and cask. Yep. They, uh, you know, they've, they've had Cloudwater in on tap and Beaver Town and uh, Magic Rock. Magic Rock they've had some great stuff in there. They, they've had some great stuff in there. Twisted so. Barrel on cask. Yep. You see one of their yep. beers on cask. Twisted Barrel been a, another yeah. local brewery um, just up the road in Coventry doing some amazing stuff locally, really. <laughs> um, 
You see, the, the most recent output was the Wrapped in Citra. Yep. Yep, which Citra. is really, really enjoyable. That's one of my beers of the year. That was superb. There hot, you go. Hot monster. And I was just there on Wednesday as well. So I was just gone. Ah, so, yeah. So how, how was their new tap room on Wednesday? The new tap shiny. room is... It is shiny. The floor shiny. It's an amazing venue now. I mean, it was lovely before, but it was a typical small place that uh, you could... It felt kind of cramped, I thought, in a way, because you, yeah. you were closed in with all the brewing kit, whereas now that's off to one side and you've got dedicated you see, you seating. You through it. Through, there's like a window you can see through to the brewery, is that right? Or? It's not even just window, you can walk, oh, you can you can walk, walk through if you want. It's just kind that's of cool. open. Um, 20, is it 24, 24 taps. Um, I believe two of them are for, for Prosecco, right. one for cider, and then the rest is all beer. And they have some guests on, so they, I think they had about 12 of their own. Yeah. And then quite a few guests when I was in there the other day. So, but well, their own stuff. I mean, they've, they've, they've the recent stuff they've done has completely upped their game. I think. It's, I think so. I, mean, as I, mean, I thought they were great before. I've been going for a while, but now as they've gone. expanded, it's like they've, they've just gone up another kind of notch. Yeah. And I think we're going to see we're going to see a lot. I think nationally, you know, on the wider scene, we're going to see a lot more of Twisted Bar. I think so. I would think. Um, well, last time I was in London, back in uh, well, certainly when I was there in June, ended up going to Craft Beer Co in Covent Garden. And lo and behold, oh, there's uh, Twisted Barrel on, on tap there. We went to Draft House in Hammersmith. Oh, there's Twisted Barrel on there. So they really are kind of getting think, out there. Yeah, now now their output's grown. I think the yeah. distribution's going to be better. I think we're going to. I think we're just going to be more available, which is great. Yeah, and obviously they've switched into the tall tall boy cans, which is again yeah. fantastic. They look great. Have they are they canning in line? Do we know? Is it they, they're contract canning. Okay. Um, they've probably got the space to do to have a canning line if they wanted to. I take it or. Um, I would say there's probably space yeah. there, but I think it's early days still. Um, but as we know, the, the canning has been one of the well, great talking points of 2017. Yes, it? indeed it has. Just yeah, just found, I mean, it? yeah, I was in the shop the other. Uh, I think it was Thursday, picking up a few beers and had a few lost and found. And as I was checking out, uh, Sean, uh, the owner, said, uh, "I've just got an email mm. from Lost and Found to say all the cans are being withdrawn, and with immediate effect, um, and obviously." All cans. All well, yeah, I think it was four, four or five of them, aren't they? It's yeah, the, uh, but Sean, the ones, yeah, the ones were he all had. The he had three. that Sean had were three variations: the that, session, the double, and the. And I had all yeah. three of those. So I, I, I had in, and he said no. And uh, I, but the du- I think the double was the one that I had that wasn't. wasn't so they, they came straight off the shelf, and I, I, you know they came straight off the shelf, yeah. and um, that was that really. But you, you you've had a can of that recently, was it? Did you notice anything? The, the double wasn't right. Oxidised, maybe. Yeah, bit, well, it was. It was, it was. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. very brown. It, ah, um, right. Because yeah. I noticed that with one of one of Daya's cans they withdrew. I think it was the whip beer they did. Yes, Seaman's driving. That's a the one that was recalled. Yeah, I opened it about a week or two after they recalled it because obviously I, I paid for it and it was in the fridge mm-hmm. naturally. And yeah, it was dark. It was oxidised. Yeah. yeah, I just think. I mean, I'm, shame, I drank, real shame. I drank it. <laughs> but, but good uh, on Lost and Found for coming out. Absolutely. They actually admitted in the email, I think, I did read the email, yeah. um, they said, you know, not up to the standards. Not up to the standards. Uh, mm. Whilst it may not affect every can, right? we don't want to take the risk of having just, all Just remind me of Lost and Found. I have had one of their beers over in Clink in, in Brum, I think, but um, where, whereabouts are they based? Are they um, Lost and Found? Now you've got me. I get them muddled up obviously with Lost and Grounded, yeah. one of my favourite breweries down in Bristol, but Lost and Found, I think they are Brighton. Yeah. Brighton, there you go, South Coast. There we go. go. So, um, 
so still affecting still affecting some cans then um, and I think really it's it's just an interesting thing really that but it's, it's not helping is it because you just in the back of your mind if you know it's quite a small brewery you, you you're probably thinking they're probably contract canning what's it going to be like you know and there is that just that they, slight it, reservation are they going to rush the can the canning out maybe not take the time and, and the effort to make sure it's you know, the cans are properly sealed you know it's it's you're putting a lot of faith into an outside company that may not have the same love well they definitely won't have the same love for the product it's just they're doing a job and they're paid, to, one they're of the, paid to can it one of the stories of the year isn't it it's, it's been, been, a, a been a real talking point it this has year. hasn't it yeah um, it's I'm, like you say one of the stories of 2017 isn't it really I think the other the other brewery we mentioned Daya obviously lost and found and Tiny Rebel Tiny Rebel the um Captain, Captain Insano, Insano which uh, was yeah, that was withdrawn. withdrawn Wasn't that exploding away. cans or was that? No, that's oh. another. That was cloud water. Cloud water, issue. Cloud water. Is, yeah. Uh, secondary fermentation in the can. Pie. I think it was make apple pie great, great again. Stuff. Great again. I had a can of that. Awesome, was, awesome beer. They were phenomenal beers. I had a can of yeah. that. I was, that was gorgeous. I, I hate cider. I must put it out there. I hate oh. cider. Right. But it was the right type of apple yeah, flavour. It was sweet. It was just like, it was like an apple pie. That it went down stunning. very quickly for me, that one. I yeah, that, that was an absolutely so stunning those, beer. That, I think yeah. Cloudwater underestimated how much sugar, residual sugar was left over. And I yes. think the, the can actually re-fermented. It did, yeah. That was, um, uh, I listened to an interview with Paul Jones um, recently. So um, people were people were basically st storing away in cupboards, yeah. forgetting about them, and then right. boom. I don't think it, did it happen to all of them or? Well, it didn't happen to mine. But <laughs> mine didn't last that long to sort of find out. It yeah. well, barely well, made it out of the bottle shop. Yeah. I had that on St. So Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff. I think it's probably time for another beer, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was hoping you were going to ask. Yeah. Right, okay, so the next beer that we're drinking is, funnily enough, another Northern beer. Um, and it's Northern Monk Patrons Project 3.04. Uh, Blueberry and Mosaic Black IPA, ABV 7%. Um, and uh, it's got some absolutely stunning artwork on the can that looks like a sort of combination between a giant squid with a hop cone for a head. Um, looks absolutely stunning. Would make an amazing all-over print t-shirt, to be honest. I'd love a print of that. Yeah, yeah. Frame that. It'd look beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, let's just get this sorry, crack open. Sorry, just in the background as you were talking, then I just have to say, you just tipped a bit of water onto my carpet. So, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not a pub. <laughs> I thought it was at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, visually, I mean, wow, that's, that is, I mean, for a dark beer, that is murky as, I mean. Well, it's all the blueberries in it. It's got all that. It's, it, it's almost, yeah, it is got that kind of almost purple kind of. Purple haze. Purple haze. Yeah. Oh, purple haze. Yeah. The head is almost like a. It's got that kind of slight purpley edge. Whoa. Whoa. This is special. Just no, going to make Whoa. Freaking amazing. I mean, it's. Whoa. All the berries. It's got the dankness though of the mosaic, which is still uh -huh. popping through. I'm not getting. I'm, you're getting blueberries on the nose, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, this this is not one of those beers where the adjunct is kind of hidden in the background, no. lost in it's the mix. There. It's like I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget me. I'm there. Yeah. How many black IPAs have you had? Uh, Not too many these days because they're kind a, of a bit of a, a much maligned style, isn't yeah. it? But I, I'm a big fan, as you know. I'm a huge fan of them, yeah. It hasn't got the, the depth I was looking for. 
for me, uber critical. It hasn't got a very long finish to it. No. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually getting uh, the the blueberry is big on the aroma, but but not really within the taste. See, it's a little bit. I'm gonna say a little bit underwhelming on the taste. I get the aroma. I get, yeah, yeah, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think a bit more stone fruit actually on the taste than mm. than blueberry. Definitely getting a small bit of the roastiness, obviously of the dark malt. But what's the ABV on that one, Neil? Is it seven? I think seven. Just it's just seven. We've just dropped. Seven. We've dropped down. It's yeah. We've gone up. And, we've gone up massively in the downtime. Attack on Blue Falcon Sam. I did try. They did another one recently, which not that long ago, which was the. I think it was a black IPA with. I'm going to say with some kind of orange. I don't know if it was tangerine or. Did anyone try that one? Mm-mm. Yeah, this is. Um, it's got 20 kilograms of mosaic hops and 30 kilos of blueberries. That's a lot of blueberries. This brings up carafa. I've not heard of that in the mash. That's um, yeah, some malt in it. Is it? Um. Oh. Yeah, that was it. It was called uh, DDH Clementine Clementine Black IPA. That rings a bell. Who was that by? That was the another patron patron was project three o three. That was stunning. I thought that was really really good. It was just intense. Like I say, intense orange. But mm. fitted really well with the in that style really. Right. Well, I, well, I, I had this the other day, and I did wonder the same as you um, about the taste of it. And I thought, would it improve if it was know, left longer? I think it's. Don't get me wrong; it's still really, really good. It's just I think the taste is a little bit underpowered, almost. It's not. There's something missing. I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, I don't think the blueberries necessarily come through in the taste. Does it? No, they're more on the nose, definitely. Yeah. But I think. Um, Thing, the thing with black IPAs for me is is it that is that perfect balance between Hops extreme hoppiness and and, and a, and a yeah. big malt base to, to kind of you Offset know it. you know to fight each other in the glass and the ultimate winner is the drinker. What was well, I did um, I, I did that's my been my favourite homebrew I've ever done is mm. a, a beer named Collision Course. Right. Um, and again, I'm trying to get that sort of the battle between hops and, and darkness. You know, it's. it's mm. To pull it off, you do need to, you do need to execute it well. Yeah, there was one I'm sure I had recently, or a few months back, which was something about that—the fight between the two. I forget what mm. it's called now. Oh right. Mm. Unless I'm thinking something like Knuckle Puck that might have been because that was a fight in the image. Although that was. Mm. Mm. Did the other one? The other black IPA they've done is on the patrons was the Tropical Death Party. Never had that one. Uh, that was the Pina Colada Black IPA. Um, Clocking in at a meagre ten percent. <laughs> that was stunning. Breakfast. That was really, really good. Breakfast beer. Yeah, it was super, super tropical, as the name suggests. Okay, now just had a bit of a swig of it, and you did get some of the fruit coming through on the back, actually. Yeah. Maybe as it warms up, it might. Well, I can see. Again, you have we got this a little bit too cold for the style that it is? Maybe. Um, but then I like my IPAs quite cold. I always have done. Mm. I think as this warms up, it's improving a, a little bit. But not that it's a bad beer at all. I think it's an excellent beer. Still really good, but as you said, the blueberry is very faint on, yeah. on the taste, which is yeah, which is yeah. Strange. Will so I have something from the bottom to see if there's another? Yeah, is this another sludge fest yeah. at the bottom? Is it? I don't know. Probably closing. I love the colour though. It's fantastic. It's holding it up is, the light. I mean, they they've done some great beers that are using using fruit. There was a really limited release. Release. Hey, there you go. Uh, release. <laughs> release. <laughs> um, release yourself. 
um, of there was there was one called uh, that was brewed with uh, it was called Flourish I think something like that and um, very very hard to get hold of uh, found it at a great bar in Nottingham which uh, the name escapes me now um, and um, yeah that was a, a stunning beer it was a kind of lighter beer than this it wasn't a black IPA in style it was a more like a sort of pale ale with 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 fruit in as from what I remember. Uh, and that was that was stunning as well, and so you know they they're really using adjuncts really skillfully, um, you know it's not like these beers where you go oh this is got such and such in you know typically say like a, an old school kind of plum porter or something you go, can I find the plums in that you know was it in junkyard in Nottingham? Junkyard yeah great bar really good bar, um, made me realise actually Nottingham not really kind of getting. Uh, many mentions um, uh, on social media and such like for, for the, the quality of its bars but Junkyard and there's another place I think on the outskirts not in called Craftworks Crafty Crow oh Crafty Crow yeah been there also another good place but these places they're kind of not really hitting social media not that I'm seeing anyway about um, you know they're not being talked about and once again we're, we're back to this thing of is it your, your Leeds and Manchester's have been talked about because the level of hype just kind of keeps escalating up, you know. The hype train. Yeah, the hype train. All aboard the hype train. Yeah. Um, so I, just going back to this beer, actually, I've, yeah. I've, I've had another one of these, which is a Blueberry Wild Ale. Okay. Which was 703. More Blueberry on that one? I think that's the one I missed out on. It was, um, I found it a bit softer, actually, more red fruits than sort of dark. This mm. one says to be a bit more darker and... Do you know, is, is this, am I actually getting some licorice on this or something that reminds yeah, me yeah, of licorice? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, you do get that a lot <laughs> with, with Black Oak, yeah. Uh, you do get yeah. licorice sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, it reminds me a bit of spicy um, sweetness. Stranic, their um, Impy Stout, which is mm. awesome beer. And the standard Stranic, um, I get uh, like oodles of uh, of licorice on that one. It, it really is a superb beer. That is you know, a superb it's, beer. It's like, Bertie Bassett came to play, you know, it's, it's yeah. superb. Well, I think, um, I mean, going, going back to Beaver Town's Black Betty, I think yeah. that was originally brewed to mimic, um, was it the Blackjacks, the Sweets? Oh, oh the old school Sweets. Yeah, the old yeah, school yeah, sweets. yeah. That was the idea behind oh, that beer, right. I think, was to get that kind of, that flavour, really. Um, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So who's doing a fruit salad beer, then? Yeah. That's got to have been done. Someone must have done that, surely. By yeah, Club Tropicana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, although they have now gone to adding sort of fruit. Yeah, can we just clear this one up? So, obviously, Tiny Rebel Club Tropicana, a great beer I'm sure we're all fans of. Yep. Did the initial run the initial not have run, fruit juice in literally it? Literally, the initial run was brewed with purely brewed with hops. And so, therefore, all the no fruitiness was coming from... All right. fruitiness was from the hops. Oh, yeah. I heard somebody say that to me, and then I had a can of it somewhere, and yeah, I looked at the ingredients, and it said there was fruit juice in there. Yeah, because the, the recent... Like the most recent output is they've obviously scaled up now. Um, it's, it's a new brewery again. Yeah, they've, yeah. They've got a big new site and their output's increased. And I think they had a vote on Twitter or social media or had some kind of. Um, they wanted to get some feedback on mm. which of their core beer, which of their kind of special release beers they wanted as a core beer. And I think everybody was like, you know, club, 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 yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of people said, obviously, the Stay Fucked as well. And. Um, great beers also yeah um, yep. and i think the scale of club tropicana and how much they wanted to brew 
they thought they obviously whether it was due to cost, whether it, I don't know, um, they must they ended up adding fruit to it. Allegedly, it's an interesting allegedly, I don't. Yeah, I probably yeah. need. Obviously, I may stand corrected. Well, maybe it's tiny rebel would would clear mm. that up. Have they actually got yeah. a deal with Tropicana to put <laughs> get their fruit juice <laughs> with juicy bits? Indeed, the man from Del Monte. He'd say yes. Indeed, and he ain't taking the piss. Um, oh dear. <laughs> no. we'll, we'll edit that one out yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the idea behind the blueberry uh, as far as I'm aware as a, as a sort of brewer and hop, using hops mm. mosaic you can sometimes some people get blueberry off mosaic right naturally like that's sort of a, a flavour that you can sometimes get from the hop but so whether that's the reason that yeah. must be the reason. I, I think that's what they actually say on the uh, what it says, yeah. on the blurb. If you peel here and yes, another patron's project. That may, well get, that may well go on my fridge, which is already full of yeah. <laughs> these sort of labels. Yeah, I've great. got loads in, yeah. in the cupboard now. Yeah, collect the set. Well, I did chuck a few away, unfortunately. But I, thought, oh. I did actually buy a print. Um, they, they were selling prints on one of the websites. Oh, was that of the Drew Millwood artwork? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's some of my favourite artwork on any can ever. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, as you've probably noticed, he also did artwork for Bundo Bust as well. He did, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, once again, we mentioned them earlier. Bundo Bust, um, Indian. Please open in Warwick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ideally, yeah, extremely unlikely, but you ideally would within walking distance of my house would be yeah. would be much appreciated. But uh, at a minimum, I would accept Birmingham. Birmingham Bundobust, who apparently oh, are going to be opening their own brewery soon as well. Yeah. Um, Bundobust. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Um, I know they did a collab with, they've done a couple of collabs that the is with one with Northern Monk called Bombay Dazzler, is it? Bombay Dazzler is oh, their uh, wit beer the wit, the with uh, cardamom. There's kind of a, exactly that kind of spicing, spicing to it. The other one they did yeah. one with uh, dry and bitter as well. I mean, I don't know, I'm checking on tap, but I'm pretty sure they did one with dry and bitter. Who I think have been an outstanding brewery um, outside of the UK mm. that we've seen a lot of. I mean, uh, that collab with um, Siren, the hard rolling, was just amazing. Yeah, I, so I, I good. I've been playing Checking Untapped and seeing your friends have checked in Bombay Dazzler six times back in March. What was I doing back in March? I'm not drinking this beer. One of them might have been me, actually. Yeah, I was well, in Manchester in March. Both I think I was on bus. Yeah. Where was, where was I, probably? You were uh, hob carrier. Hob carrier. I was obviously trying to get a boost on that. It's on a bar somewhere menu. in Whitnash. What? Oh, the hob carrier in Whitnash. Have <laughs> 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 you been cheeky? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. I'm not what you think I am. You got there it from. I'm in the hob carrier. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, you got it from Bundabus, but you took it away with you. I did. No, I got it from. I think I got it from Northern Monk actually. The, yeah, the refectory. Yeah, that's the area. Which is a. Have you been to the refectory? Yeah, it's from yep. the Oh god, I so need to get there. It's been. Oh, been. Obviously, went to Hop City, and I've also been there when I, when just the breweries all normally, and it's great. They've got the ground floor, obviously, the brewery. But yep. I think it's just the yeah you know, where they do the, the small batch stuff. That's almost like a pilot kit now. Pilot yeah, they've kit. opened the new building with with so the main kit in. Probably where all these patrons have come from. Patrons projects have come from that sort of down yeah the bottom floor. Yeah, middle floor is the kind of the main sort of you know, tap room and merch store and food comes out as well. And yeah, and the top floor is for events and stuff. Top isn't floor it? is like a yeah an event space. Yeah, um, but it's it's beautifully done again. Yeah. Um, I never said you want to go there, but you just made me think. Are they on the schedule for triannuary 2018? Who knows? 
Who knows? But at some point next year, I will be getting up there. I've got a lot of tap rooms to tick off. Love the whole tap room concept. Drinking beer as fresh as it can be on the side that was made yeah. from drinking at the source. Come on, I mean, what, one of the one of the great places we went obviously uh, a couple of months back was we went to Daya's tap room in Cheltenham. Yeah. And um, what a great day we had! Had a great day there. Yeah, Cheltenham, definitely a cool place to beer. Um, you've got the Daya tap room. Uh, you've got Wild Beer's um, site there, Jessup House, doing amazing gastropub type food oh. with um, oh, probably easy about 16 keg lines on or whatever uh, there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that place is just classy. You know, it really just, is. It oozes yeah. class. Beautiful building, great. And they, the staff are lovely. Yeah, staff are really nice. Food's great, yeah, yeah. They've obviously, you know, they've not, they've not sort of scrimped and saved. They've, they've, they've spent money where they've needed to spend the money. Yeah. And it's the whole place is clean, it's well presented, it's beautifully, you know, inside. Yeah. It's food menu's fantastic, using local ingredients. They're even using some of the beer, I think the one of their stouts or the MP stout is mm. a billionaire. But they use that in a dessert. Oh, really? Right, it's right, fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, you, yeah, you they, had they, the mac and cheese, didn't you? Yeah, that you was went, you went a bit off off piste. Yeah, yeah. Now I've eaten there a couple of times before that and actually gone for a full three course meal there and really? it has been absolutely super. Did you remember to pay? <laughs> uh, I think we ought to gloss over the forgetting to pay kind of thing and everything got sorted in the end so you know we did pay so Wild Beer if you're listening <laughs> highly unlikely did pay. Um, then uh, yeah, we, we did really, yeah we, we settled up hey you know some of us are shareholders yeah. so we, uh, why, why would we not pay you know yeah. <laughs> what you mean you didn't go and say I own this place yeah. I'm your shareholder yeah, want me a beer I didn't get my 10% off that bill uh, we, we were criminal Criminal. We had spent four hours in Daya, so we. Um, yeah. Yes, that may have accounted for. for Our memories were somewhat gayness. And yeah. I did make a point of trying to try just about everything on the on the board. And he had a good go at it. <laughs> flight of flights, please, barkeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I'd done a flight instead of. Yeah. Right, let's have a pint of the eight beers you've got up there. Shall we? They do. They do a cracking thing there actually. When when you go there and order flights, um, so your beer isn't actually uh, sitting around for a while, um. When I was there one time and we went there and actually had a proper meal, um, they said, yeah, we'll do your flight, but we'll just bring you out thirds as and when you want one. So you finish your third, Perfect. come up, and basically, Great idea. We'll, we'll, yeah, and we'll do that. Unless you've got having a tray of impies or stouts, then yeah. you, might, <laughs> you might not want to do that. But yeah. yeah. But I had a good chat with the staff there as well. Yeah. Um, uh, talking through I what mean, they've got me, on there. That, that's such a big part of this whole scene that we're into, is, is when you go to a bar that's serving quality beer yeah. you want staff that know and understand and, and care about it you know absolutely uh, I think I'm not going to slander point. anyone on, on this podcast but yeah there are certain <laughs> venues yeah, good, locally yeah. that don't particularly uh, you know care as much fulfill as fulfill that uh, specification yeah. yeah hey you know things are things are on the up they yeah. are a year you know 12 months ago we we didn't even have half the venues we do now oh, so that's true. exactly um, let's um, just hope fingers crossed that we you know in another 12 months time when we're sat here and or wherever um, that it's jumped on another level. Yeah. Well, no, we'll, we'll have moved on then. We're fine. I'm sure. Uh, all these normal people getting into this. Good grief. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> when craft beer is normalised and and uh, every time Dick and Harry's drinking it, it makes me sound a total snob. I don't actually think yeah. it's going to happen. I don't think it will. I don't think it's, it's going to happen. Um, even though it's now hitting the supermarkets. So you know, like we were saying earlier, you've got Northern Monk stuff available in Tesco's. Morrison's. Uh, sorry, Morrison's. Um, Four Pures. Stone in bloody Tesco's. Yeah. And Four Pures. But are MS. people buying it? 
This is the problem. I mean, this is the problem. I mean, for me, I think we saw a couple of months back um, Badco from Yorkshire released, uh, I think, what was the first hazy IPA or pale ale to be in a supermarket, which was the Boston Tea Party. Oh, right. Not Um, aware of that one. Blue can, obviously, Badco of the the peel off lids. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that came around. You know, on social media, a lot of people were, you know, obviously excited to see a hazy. beer in, in a supermarket but also some people including myself a little bit sceptical because these hazy beers don't have a great shelf life right. and you put them into supermarkets where That's it's essentially like a graveyard for a yeah. hoppy beer because yeah. they don't they're not going to get this they're not going to get the throughput the turnover that, yeah. that, a, that a specialist shop will get and that's the danger isn't it where people will buy that and think oh let's try this it'll be special and then go ah what hmm. having said that though so if they're not used to hoppy beers they could still be blown away by a non-fresh um well, i was you know, well, coke thing. one of my first my favorite beers that i had in my was as i said earlier on the podcast was the Sierra Nevada yeah. Pale Ale. Yeah. That beer, must, when I drank it, must have been nearly 10 months old yeah. from yeah, memory. Yeah. And it still has still that. So, it. as you said, if, when you're at the beginning of the so-called journey, mm. you know, it, it's still going to stand out. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, then when you, when you have one fresh, it's just going to totally blow your mind. Mm. <laughs> the fresh word. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's still going to... Drink your beers fresh. It's interesting how we've been captured by it and our palates have drifted. And I, I want more people to find this. I want more people to get on board with this i think it depends how adventurous you are doesn't it really you know some people are quite happy to go through life eating fish and chips almost every day of the week wow. that's how how i align it to um <laughs> oh i don't want to try that i don't want to try this you know don't knock it we've got some great fish and chips out here yeah. uh, not um, every night what's up with the fish and chips <laughs> um but you know there's, when, when there's so much interesting mm-hmm. stuff out there it depends really on, on kind of what you're into really. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's like for me beer is kind of quite similar to music. I'm always trying to seek out something new, something interesting, something innovative. But until that sort of came along, there was precious yeah. little innovation, you know, going on. Um and in some places there still is precious little innovation going on, you know. It's like, well, we make these six beers, we've got a whole load of accounts that take these beers. Yeah, yeah. What more do we need well, to do? We've we've met some brewers like that, haven't we? Yeah. We'll say that. That's what that's what we we sell it locally and we know what the local people like and that's what we drink and yeah. we're happy with that and that's a great so business model for them you know kind of final sort of not final but a question before we move on crack on to the next uh, yeah bad boy next big next sort of craft brewery to be taken over Ooh, by, by one of the to people. be taken over not taken over yeah bought out I suppose by the big yeah because I think I think we will see a little bit more of that again as as the big boys want a bit of a a bite into this market which is just growing all the time that's tricky isn't it? it's probably know. going to be one of the London ones again um, yeah it's hard to say isn't it I mean it could it could you just don't know the situation and circumstance behind the what brewery. was the situation a few months back we, we knew that Heineken were looking for somewhere was it Heineken um, one of the big boys wasn't was it? it was it is it is it being Heineken in conjunction with Brooklyn that bought out London Fields maybe I think it was yeah yeah um, and the, the sort of joke is that, like, yeah, they were looking for a brewery that had London in its name because they, it's like, oh, so Camden bought out, London Fields bought out. What's the other one, Brixton? Have they been? Oh, they've just been. Um, so again, you know, yeah, it's London, and was, was that London Heineken again? Place name in it. Um, Can't remember now. But they've just been. Google is my ally. Yeah. But um, as to who next, I don't know. When we knew that Heineken were on the search, 
Everybody was talking. Do you oh, think it'll be one people? of the so-called big craft breweries that we that we that we, that we know? You never know, do you? It might well be, unless they go down some sort of crowdfunding. But they're, they're not going to have enough for that because the step up to do the volume that they potentially want to do is. But not is all quite not big, all buyouts are bad news, though. That's true. Because it, you know, if it allows you for better distribution channels and higher production, you know, bigger production and. It's a conundrum, it really is. And if you've got the network of, of the cash yeah. behind you, you can experiment yeah, with different styles and you and can chuck yeah. shitloads of hops. Well, that's it, but you're locking the hops yeah. for 10 years and you keep up the other independent exactly. sales. You don't secure you? contracts, you, you, you know. I think ultimately you've got to look at it from different angles. If you are in um, a part of the country that doesn't get a lot of craft beer and then all of a sudden uh, a major macro buys out that has great distribution, all of a sudden you might find your local pubs then are stocking beers that you'd have never dreamed of getting and you'd have yeah. had to have jumped on a train and gone 50 miles to go and find. 28th, yeah, 28th November, actually, Heineken took a major- minority stake in, in Brixton. Right. Uh, but to help, the, the idea was to help it expand its capacity and move it to a new site. So. Oh, at least I didn't feel all these words like leverage and so forth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, what, do, have Heineken got quite a few under their wing now, or...? What, Heineken? Uh, well, they also uh, own uh, Lagunitas, don't they? Um, That's actually a good IPA. So. Yeah, oh, it is, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we ought to move on so to the yeah, next beer. So, yeah, let's, let's crack yeah, on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, let's crack um, on to the next one, final one. So, final beer tonight is none other than Cloudwater, and it's one of their 750 sort of Christmas-y, Christmas-y specials. 750 bomber, bourbon, chocolate, bourbon or bourbon? Bourbon. Bourbon, thank you. Bourbon chocolate in a pea stout. <laughs> um, this imperial stout was brewed in with 275 kilograms of pecal husk for a rich, rich, can't even speak, rich, <laughs> You're so rich, excited, aren't you? You're rich, so excited. Yeah. Rich, luscious chocolate flavour before conditioning in Jim Bean barrels for oh, six weeks. God. Long enough for micro-oxygenation and barrel flavours to enrich the beer, but short enough to avoid tannin and oak. Dryness. Yeah, Adjunct is oh. obviously the cacao husks, yeast JW Lee's WLP 001, bitterin hop, which they always use as pilgrim yeah. alpha CO2 extracts, aroma hops, tetmanga, malts, golden promise, caramel malt, pilsner malt, pale chocolate malt, dextrose monohydrate, roasted wheat, and chocolate malt, weighing in at a sessionable 13 <laughs> ABV. <laughs> Oh, God. Beautiful artwork, as usual. Are you going to taxi um, after this? Or are you we've home? cracked open the bottle. And quite interesting that the bottle cap is a little sort of reinforced plasticky bit on the other side. Yeah. Which was difficult to get off. Anyway, let's get this thing. Let's oh, dive in. And it's pouring out like motor oil. Raw, <laughs> thick and viscous. Not a sliver of head. Good grief. I'm literally pouring oh, it. Here it comes. A little bit. A sliver. A film. Good God. What the... Whoa. I probably poured too much. Probably don't want that much, but... <laughs> this will do me for the rest of the evening. <laughs> good night, Vienna. Yep. Right, cheers. cheers, guys. Yep. Good health. Check out the aroma first. <sighs> now it's like, like... It's smelling it from directly from the bottle and now getting it out into the glass. It's really rich, isn't it? And the nose is oh, ooh, ooh. powerful, uh, punchy. Yeah, that's getting that's a bit of the obviously the, the wood and 
Let's, are we, are we, let's, let's dive into this bit. Let's just now. get it. Let's just yeah, get let's, just, let's, let's get it over and done with. So I had one of those the other day. Jeez. It wasn't this one. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's intense, isn't it? It's so, so intense. It's you, know, you, know, you know when you drink Founders KBS and you go, well, this yeah, is yeah, a good yeah, beer. Yeah. Well, double it. You know what I mean? This, this is... The, the KBS gives you that sort of... The, the, the bourbon comes through. The whiskey I mean, sort of comes it's through. It's a but. boozy monster. I mean, you can. T- it's not. It's 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 not shying away from its ABV, which is which is fine. I'm not. It does what it says on the big fucking bottle, don't it? <laughs> really, you know, a little bit of burn from the whiskey, but it's it's. Well, I agree with complex that. as hell, isn't it? it? It really is. It's it's a real monster. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. More intense than chocolate brownie. Yeah. It's, it's You're really, right. It is. It's concentrated. It's, it's the bourbon's <laughs> there, just just letting you know it's there. But the it's bourbon not, isn't shouting, is it? But it's not yeah. going. It's not as it goes down. It's not going. It's not. It's not going down with a fight. It's it's just. Mm. It's. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's, it's more, just fucking great. It's more rounded. Mm. It's more rounded. The bourbon. The KBS kind of hits you a bit more. It's um. The bourbon is turned up to it's eleven on that, isn't it? It is. It, it is. Mm. It's, it's not subtle. KBS. I think KBS is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's a great bit. Do you want to compare? Is <laughs> that too much tonight? <laughs> I think we've got enough to, to okay. carry on with mm. now. <laughs> but yeah. So what's the what's the verdict now? Were you? Oh, it's great. This is really good. But I, I think. Um, but it's amazing. It's like you said. It, it's. I've never. Like you said earlier. I've never smelled. Beer with that, it's just that chocolate, intense chocolate. The intensity of the chocolate is something I've never encountered before, and you know I've had a few big beers with 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 a lot of cacao in and stuff. Have you ever, have you ever tried raw cacao, like the actual nibs? No, I yes, it's really I bitter. I yeah, I mean, they're mega, mega, mega bitter. But yeah, I'm not getting any of the bitterness of, of the no. cacao. It must be so balanced with the alcohol and the barrel aging and and that kind of thing to, to because. Overall, this is what I would probably term a sweet beer. You know, if somebody, if, if, if a, a non-beery person said, what's the overriding quality of this? You'd say, kind of sweet chocolate. I mean, that is just ruining the glasses. It's just staining the, my <laughs> lovely little glasses. <laughs> turning a shade of brown. Imagine what it's doing to your insides. <laughs> Let's go on. to think about that. <laughs> but I had, I had another one of those the other day. Uh, cloud water. Which was... Yeah, hats hard. off to Cloud. I mean, they've they've obviously released a series of these 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 bombers, seven fifty bombers. But it's at least half a dozen of them, isn't there, on the website at the moment? Yeah. Uh, it was a. Um, I must add, this bottle was picked up from Cotteridge Cotteridge Wines, um, which, again, for me, best bottle shop. I know it's been voted a sort of rate beer best bottle shop, but for me, it's yeah, it's hands down the best. If if you want your mind blown by a selection of beer. Cottage wines in a suburb of Birmingham, an unassuming looking shop. It just blows just, your mind. And, just, and also run by two of the nicest, yeah, nicest people you meet. Um, mm. So knowledgeable about obviously the products that they're selling. And okay, you've sold it. I'll go with you tomorrow. Yeah, you you are going to come tomorrow definitely. Um, um, but also, I just mentioned Beer Gonza as at Earlston and Coventry. That's similar. It's good. Yeah. But they've, they've got an amazing. Beer Gonza have obviously they've really they've really. Um, They've obviously spent a bit of money there, and they've they've, they've backed it up, and yeah, it's it's a great little space, isn't it? They've got a lot of stuff that you I've hard to find ones. 
Yeah, they like to experiment with, with the different styles on tap. I think their own preferred uh, style, they're seriously into their Belgian beers. Um, obviously, they've got a tap room out in the back of the shop that's been open for about a year now or so. Um, maybe not quite a year. Um, you'll always find Belgian styles on there, Lambics and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, great shop. Well, they, they've, they have the, the whole range of the Cascade ones from um, Portland, Oregon. Right. And they are all different fruit sours, which are astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. They had those at Clink, didn't they, last week? Some of them. I'm sure they did. I don't remember seeing them. But the, when I first went to the concert, they had like seven or eight of them, which I've only ever seen two or three before, so it's quite surprising. Um, but going back to this, I've had a, I had a Christmas cake imperial stout on Wednesday, which was the full-on rich Christmas cake flavours. This is just pure liquid chocolate mm. injected into you. Yeah. <laughs> it's madness. Yeah. Madness. So, it's, it's certainly a, a good beer to end on. It's I think are we so we wrapping this up a week. Yeah, I think you, where else is there to go with this? You know, yeah. um, whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, literally whiskey. <laughs> um, yeah, superb beer. Um, so yeah, I think that wraps up an evening of um, you know some amazing beers. Pretty much, uh, yeah, all of them from the north. So I think perhaps maybe in a future episode we need to actually focus on hey, what good stuff is available locally. Uh, and maybe kind of have a look at that. But, um, yeah, so, in the meantime, um, we'll kind of wrap this up now. And um, basically, if uh, hope, hopefully our listener enjoys this. Uh, <laughs> even if it's just you, Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's just me <laughs> listening back. You'll, you'll you know? Like yourself. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a yeah. phone call from me, but I'm saying, you were very nice. Yeah, there you go. Apart from when you swore. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, hey, I just ticked the explicit box, you know, <laughs> so it's okay. It's allowed. So, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, if anyone's made it this far through, thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we will be back with uh, another episode uh, in the new year where we'll probably uh, be talking about our highlights of 2017, really, and what we're looking forward to in 2018. So, um, sounds a plan. Yeah, thanks for listening. And hey, cheers, cheers guys. Cheers all.